What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Iceman Jeff Trenopol. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a West Side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Jackpot Joey Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals, and Desmond Ritter, who apparently kicked ass yesterday at his pro day. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,537 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching the show on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. And what are you waiting for? <laughs> Go to YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberries. Hit the uh, subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, You'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, as always, we're doing super chats. Also, got super stickers. 
all kinds of stuff in there that you can use to support uh, the show and make sure your comment gets read. Give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. Guess what Ice Cave is sponsored, sponsored by? T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property manager needs and your rental needs. So if you guys would know a company or have a company that wants to sponsor the Ice Cave or sponsor my show, DM me, hit me up on Twitter, or you can email me at jefftrenopole at gmail.com. All right, let's get to this. People say it's going to be a rated R show. He's from Boston. He's crazy. But he might be a little calm today because he's doing the draft preview. We're doing quarterbacks today. He's Kieran from the full 10 yards. What's going on, Kieran? Back on the show. I'm excited, man, because I saw Crown Apple Kid put in the chat, show's rated R. Not today. I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to be excited, of course. I'm always excited. I'm always high energy. I'm always coming in like I've just had a bag of sugar <laughs> or something else. Uh, but something else. <laughs> but, but today we're going to talk about quarterbacks. I know this is the Bengals themed show and the quarterback position is set for at least the next 20 years if Joe Burrow's durability is anything to go by so far. Absolutely. But I think it's important and we get to talk about a Bearcats quarterback by the name of Desmond Ritter. So I'm mm-hmm, excited. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And he, uh, unfortunately, I did not get to watch his pro day yesterday. I would have loved to, but uh, I had, I was sleeping. Uh, that's the problem I have with working at night. So I had to sleep. I could not keep my eyes open <laughs> to watch it, but I heard he did awesome. What's your thoughts on on, uh, on Desmond's uh, pro day? Okay. I'll get the rated R bit out of the way quickly. All right, go ahead. Dude's a fucking monster. Let's just be <laughs> honest. I'm going to go through just – I've I've scouted every single draft-eligible quarterback this year, whether they are good, they are bad. Desmond is one of the top guys for me. He's one of three, four guys. I'm still undecided on the fourth guy, but we'll get to that, who I've given a first-round grade. And if you're just going to let me spitball and talk for a minute, let, let's start with – the obvious talent that is always on display whenever he takes the field, and that is his his insane arm strength. It's absolutely unreal. He was dropping just just these amazing passes at his pro day. And I know, oh, he's you know he's not got edge rushes coming at him. There's not pass rushes. He's not being attacked. He's not behind an offensive line. It doesn't matter. The arm strength is clearly on display. If people want to sit there and marvel over Herbie's arm strength or or Mahomes or Allen's arm strength. I think we can appreciate Desmond Ritter as well. Yes, this this draft class isn't particularly strong in terms of signal callers, but Desmond Ritter is that guy. He has that insane arm strength as well. He's a top shelf athlete. There's not many guys who are his size who have his arm strength, besides maybe Josh Allen, who can just take off and run the ball, who can run the read option. Uh, well, he he just is that guy, and he's he's battle tested. People forget how important it is for a quarterback to have experience. Draft last year, guy I really like, Shane Bichel, was literally because he had played so many games, because he's been in there, he's seen almost anything college can offer him, and that's the exact same with Desmond Ritter. He's got a hell of a winning record at Cincinnati. And, and I know you can say that's due to the guys around him, strong defense or whatever, but he's shown year upon year he is a consistently good starter. And that year on year also leads into the fact that he's coachable. NFL 
coaches love that more than anything. Show that a guy can be coached, a guy can improve. And we see it with all the best quarterbacks. We saw the jump Patrick Mahomes made from college to the NFL. Josh Allen, he showed he's coachable. He went from 20 touchdowns in a season to 40 touchdowns in a season just from taking pointers on his mechanics. Now, I know he added guys like Diggs in there, but this is very, very important to note that mechanics is a big part of it. So if he can show that he's coachable, he gets the right coach, he's going to be a monster. He's got no physical limitations whatsoever. He can make literally any single throw on that field. That is not a problem for him. His arm strength is ridiculous. If you ask him to make a throw, he will make it. Might not be the most accurate, but once again, he's still he's still got to get those mechanics down. And once he's got those mechanics down, he's going to be absolutely solid. His size, NFL scouts are going to love that. 6'3", 6'4", 220, that's a big frame. That's a typical quarterback frame. When you see a quarterback in the movies... That's the guy. So that's another thing that's going to play well for him. And then the last thing we get into in his strengths is his high-level vision and improvisational skills. Where we see some guys, like Sam Howell in particular, he'll sort of drift around in the pocket, not know where he's going. That can kind of lead to him getting hit. But we see with Desmond, he can climb that pocket really well. He's got the presence there. And that high-level vision means that if he climbs the pocket, he doesn't see anything. That athleticism, that's where he shines. He can take off. And he does look a little bit slow, but that's simply because of his size. He's a very, very strong athlete. Now, we've got to get into the things I don't like because nobody is perfect apart from myself, but not everyone <laughs> is me. So the biggest problem, me and you talked about it, Jeff. He struggles Which, to get into a rhythm. Real quick, I can't, if you could share share your screen with me again, I lost it. I can't, like, I would have popped all that stuff oh. up, but... I, I I'm not I'm not gonna bring it up because I got too many sloppy notes in here for the audience to see. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh but that's a thing me and you talked about yes. all year, mm -hmm. right? Was the, yeah. the fact that he he's a slow takes starter. a while to get going. Yeah. And, and that's a thing we talked about after every single Bearcats win, I think, that I came yeah. on the show this season was man, he just if besides he that just, Miami game. Uh, yeah, if he could just start faster, it would be great, but he he just never. He just would never get off to. Once he got going, though, he he, he was he was untouchable. But just getting him there, it's, it, good. Exactly, and this is this is going to be a big negative for me. Now, some of your audience might not like that. I'm going to say this, uh, but just just a guy. You know how how I look at quarterbacks, how I evaluate quarterbacks. He's still snap clapping. I really right. don't like that about him. I think that's really, really annoying. And going into the NFL, you can't be snap clapping. I get that you can kind of do it at, at college, but it's, it's your senior year, dog. You've got to stop. Mm, mm, no, you need to be doing cadence. You need to be out there. 52's the mic. 52's the mic. What it is, You need to be able... I can do it, and I'm not a six-foot-four absolute beast. Now, I'm beautiful, but... I'm not an absolute beast of a quarterback. He just needs to get into that rhythm, and that's something he will do at camp. But I just hope he can pick it up quickly because that could be a real big problem if he doesn't pick that up in the NFL. Um, a couple of other things I don't like. He's very inconsistent mechanically. Now, I know we see that a lot with guys like this. We saw it with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, even Herbert. Mm -hmm. These guys have huge arms but they don't know how to refine it. That, that's a big, that's something they really struggle with is refining these skills. But like I said, we saw it with Josh Allen. He just, you know, got the footwork a little bit, worked out on that lead foot, learned how to open his hips up a little bit. Perfect. Right. 20 touchdowns to 40 touchdowns. 
the difference is night and day, um, uh, and we saw that on the field. Now, that's where the problems come in with accuracy, though, because his mechanics are a little bit inconsistent. He does whiff on the odd pass. He does overthrow. He does underthrow. You know, can sail balls over the sidelines. But in terms of a guy you want to draft in the first round purely on potential, look, Patrick Mahomes, drafted on potential. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, drafted on potential. Yep. Herbert, he started his first year, but goddamn, he was drafted on potential. Desmond Ritter is one of those guys. If he goes Mm -hmm. to a team who knows how to develop quarterbacks, he's going to do absolutely fantastic. Just I hope to God it's not the squealers because if it's them, then I'm going to have to stop rooting for them. I've said that multiple times on here. But, I mean, from all uh, indication is that he, from the other experts, that he's probably going to be a late first-rounder, uh, possible second-rounder. Everybody's got Kenny Pickett and Willis. And some of them even have Hal out of, out of if I say his name right, out of uh, North Carolina. I'll, I'll him. Yeah, where, where, where do you have – what are your, what's your list of quarterbacks? Who you got number one? Right now, Matt Corral, just purely because I like what I see and I think he's pro-ready. I don't think he has the highest ceiling at all. I think Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter run away in terms of ceiling. But Kenny Pickett is a name that I keep seeing, and I I do not like him. Just, just for brevity, I have a third-round grade on Kenny Pickett. Oh, wow. And I know, look, there are things to like about him. Decent NFL size. He's experienced. He can be very mobile and versatile when players take down. He's also a great leader, like a great locker room guy. He knows how to take control. He knows how to lead a team. But have serious concerns about hand size. Meme it all you want. He's got, he Joe... can dislocate his thumb, though. Doesn't that help? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing. Obviously, we, we memed about Joe, and Joe made the tweet about, like, oh, I've just been informed my hands are too small. He's going he's to retire, is, is what he said. <laughs> bro, you got guys like Carson Wentz having to wear gloves when it's raining. Uh, and, and if Kenny Pickett's already wearing gloves, don't see how that's going to help. Um, he can be a little bit too aggressive at times. That does lead to turnovers. He just, he's like, I, I can win the game. I can win the game here. Um, he can overcompensate as well. And he'll just sail balls across the sideline like it's nothing. He right. can't throw on the run. He's just not very good at it. He lacks any good processing speed, like he can't pro, like he's going to get sacked a lot unless he has a very good offensive line. There is a serious lack of what we call NFL throws on tape. He's just not making them, you know, across the hashes and stuff like that. Right. And his ceiling is through the floor. I'm, I hate to do comparisons. He's basically Case Keenum in gloves. I think that's oh, wow. realistically, that's not his ceiling, that's his floor. Mm-hmm. But his ceiling's probably Baker Mayfield in gloves. It's just not. You know what I'm saying? He's not. I know he's not people consistent are, enough is what you're saying. People are fawning over him, and I really don't understand it. I I get that he's been good at Pitt, but he's not been good enough to separate himself from the pack, especially when you've got guys like Malik Willis, like Desmond Ritter, who who just separate themselves even more. Right. I got a question for Crown. He said, uh, "Kieran, what do you think about the, the about the Dolphins trade with, with the Chiefs?" They obviously weren't going to be able to pay Tyreek. And it makes sense for them to go out and get another weapon for Tua. But the offensive line, you've got to remember the blind side is the opposite side for him. So they shored up the left side of the line. Right about the right. The right side of the line, which is, that's the blind side for Tua. Um, Obviously Tyreek's game isn't just the deep ball game. Tyreek is an incredibly 
I don't like him as a person. I'll put that out there. But he is an incredibly, incredibly talented player. He can do almost anything. Now, he's not the refined route runner you have in Keenan Allen or Justin Jefferson. And he's not the just over-the-top guy that chases in, in terms of just being that dude. But he is a very good number one receiver. And him and Jalen Waddle together, that's going to be fantastic to watch. So my thing is with, with the Dolphins that they better hope Tua is is good because they spent an awful lot of money on two players in, in, in Tyreek Hill and and uh, Armstead. And to me, I mean, did those two players improve that team that much? I mean, that, that's kind of the way I look at what Jacksonville is doing too. Jacksonville spent so much money on a couple players that okay, say this starts working. They're not going to be able to afford to keep everybody. I mean, that, that's that, that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious about these teams. Like, the Bengals, to me, build it up right. Like, they started with the draft. They got all the young guys. They got them together. And they went to free agency through to build the defense up. So, that, that got that going. Now, now they've got the offensive line. So, they built it slowly. To me, it's like the Miami Dolphins and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars want to hurry up and get there. Like, oh, the, the Bengals did it so quickly, you know, but it wasn't one year, it was a three-year buildup. You know, it took them a while to get there. And we had jo- uh, Jack by Joey Burrow, and he's better than Tua or uh, Sunshine there in, in Jacksonville. So that's the difference. That's where I'm kind of like, I- I'm dumbfounded as, as how much money they're throwing at a couple players when they obviously have more than one hole on their team. You know, that's, I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. for. It's just like the commanders went and spent all that money on Scherf. Okay. Well, you still got, you still got you, all these you, other problems. Got like, you got like a 32-year-old injury-prone offensive lineman now, which is, you know, right. I, I, w- I would have been fine with the Bengals taking him, but after what happened with Reef last season, I wasn't 100% on it, especially with the help we needed going into the postseason. I think the, the problem the Bengals have now given the rest of the league, besides having to try and keep up with this insane offense and a very, very good defense, the fact that people are just going to think, I'm going to do that. But the problem is they're not getting Joe Burrow. They're not mm-hmm. getting Jamar Chase. They're not getting right. Logan Wilson. They're, they're getting guys who they think uh right. Joe Burrow and Logan Wilson you know, they're going to think they're getting these guys, but they're not. And it, and I think a lot of it as well is the culture Zach Taylor's building. Like, I, I'm not going to dismiss that. You were there in, um, yeah. what's the park called? Where he, he come out? Washington, spoke, Washington Park. Yeah, you were at Washington Park. You saw how much he cares about this team. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, people think what they think about Mike Bound being a crusty old curmudgeon who doesn't spend money. He he but said himself, he did, he did we're going to go out there and give he, Joe what he needs. But but Mike Brown did what he said he was going to do in that park. He said he's going to give Joe what he needs and and get him in, in, to protect him. Which I know that's not exact the exact word for word what he said, but going out and fixing this offensive line is is a big step forward. I I'm just curious because to me to me some people are saying the Bengals broke the, the NFL. Like holy crap, they could do that with a crappy you know offensive line. Well then we should be able to do. It. Let's go get a piece here and a piece there. Like yeah, but the Bengals build it through. The draft, the, the biggest parts they built it through the offense, built through the draft, the defense they built through, built through free agency. But you, like you said, you can go grab this guy, grab that guy, grab this guy. But like you said, if you don't have the culture, and that's what Zach Taylor preached and preached and preached and preached and preached since he got here, culture, culture, get the right guys in the building, get the you know. So you got to not only have to have talented guys, but you have to have the right guys, and that's where I think the Bengals did it right. And that's where kind of like I kind of curious 
how this is going to work out for these these teams that I'm sorry they're 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 in worse shape than the Bengals were last year. You know, at the beginning of the year they were. I mean, Jacksonville sucked. The Miami they suck. They're not that good. They got a brand new coach. Both of them have brand new coaches. Zach Taylor was entering his third year. <laughs> you know. So it's, it's I, I think that's a rule as well. When you get a new head coach and you've got to give him at least three years, because you see guys like Brian Flores who maybe got held up as a scapegoat a little bit, but he's out of there in two years. You need to give a guy three years because if they come in and you're like what two and two and sixteen or two and fifteen or whatever your first year, and then you you've got guys who are just you know that. You've got to build properly, and if you can't build, you can't build a culture in twelve months, right? And and the the players aren't there for twelve months for a start. You're only going to see them eight months out of the year. You can't build a culture that way. But when you've got a guy like Zach Taylor who lives in Cincinnati, his family lives in Cincinnati. He's part of the community. He loves the community. He goes out and gives game balls to 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 the Bengals bars that people mm-hmm. frequent. He knows the local spots. He's not just gone on Yelp and said, oh. This is five stuff. No, he's gone to the bars right. that Bengals fans go to. He's gone and given out game balls. He's shown he gives a shit about this city. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters more than anything because we we could have gone two and fifteen last year. But if Zach Taylor showed that he gave a fuck about the community, people can be a lot more lenient on them. Now exactly. we're never gonna go that bad again because Joe Burrow is an absolute stud. <laughs> exactly. But, but but that's the problem now. A lot of NFL teams are gonna be falling over themselves trying to get the next Joe Burrow, the next Jamar Chase, the next Logan Wilson, the next uh Jonah Williams. They're gonna be trying to get these these guys, but it's not the same. These are just going to be cheap imitations. Nobody is Joe Burrow. Nobody is Jamar Chase. Yeah, they might play like them, but it's the mindset. It's the mentality. It's who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Look, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, this is what I talk about. We talk about chemistry as well. Tour and Jalen Waddle, great parents. They have tons of chemistry. But when Jalen Waddle moved to Miami, do you think he knocked on Tua's neighbor's doors and said, hey, <laughs> right. you don't oh. know me, but but I am really rich and I would like to buy your house because I want to live next door to my best friend. Right, right, exactly. exactly. Was Devontae Adams doing that to Aaron Rodgers? Fuck no, no. but he I can left. guarantee you he's doing that with Derek Carr. They're going <laughs> to exactly. be a much better team now because of things like that, because of the culture, because of the chemistry. Exactly. All right, let's get back to, to, to the... Uh, the draft here and uh what what what's your your prospects on because a, a lot of uh most people have can't pick a number one you don't and a lot of people have, have willis out of liberty at, at, their, at number two where do you have willis at on, on your draft like i said it's it's a toss-up for me for the top three guys i think willis is right there with ridder because his arm is ridiculous as well the velocity he puts on that ball is stupid um but he does have insane athletic ability as well. Now, a lot of people are going to compare him to Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's fair. I think he is a he can be a lot better passer than Lamar Jackson. Now, I know at Louisville we saw Lamar Jackson get better and better and better year in, right. year out. But last year he was trash. You can say what you want about injuries or whatever. He just didn't look good, and that could be a consequence of, of what's happening in Baltimore in terms of injuries and stuff. But, you know, I really like Malik Willis. His speed alone keeps defenses honest because you pretty much have to QB spy him every single play. And when you have a QB spy that takes a guy away from covering over the middle, that takes a guy away from potentially rushing. And and the thing I like about him, this is really underrated in quarterbacks, but it's something that just jumped out at me off the tape. It is 
he's very proficient in keeping his tempo and he stays disciplined in terms of he doesn't rush himself. He goes through his progressions. He is very, very smart. Now, this is another guy who you're going to draft purely on potential because he does have the highest ceiling of anyone in this draft. That's just a fact. He's ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah, the I problem is, <coughs> is, is, is mechanical issues. Again, he's seriously inconsistent, like as a passer. And it, it, that right. comes down to mechanics. He struggles to keep them clean all the time. And that's just another thing. He's going to need care. He's going to need development time in the NFL. That's just how it goes. I just realized they look like Zeke doing that. And he, he, <laughs> feed, he's just feed me gonna... more. Feed me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got I got my tackle, but it's fine. Um, that, that's just me, one of the things that happens. And he can get a little bit jumpy um, in the pocket, which leads to him taking off. Like, don't get me wrong, fantastic runner. But sometimes there are passes there that he just gets gets a little bit jumpy. Um, so he'll he'll take off and get 10 yards running where he potentially could have had 50 yards passing. So those are just the little things I noticed. In, t- in terms of like purely just grading a player, he's probably one of the easiest to do because what you see is okay. what you get with Malik Willis. So what, okay, so you, you guys got, uh, let's pr- plug your uh, draft guide. You guys got coming out here pretty, uh, pretty soon here. What, when do you think it's coming out and how can people uh, get it? Uh, I'm going to be honest, probably around 10th. Of April, but this will be at full10yards.com forward slash shop. You'll be able to find an electronic copy there, and then come draft night, you'll probably get to see a little bit more of it. But, you you know, the best thing about this is, okay, you want to get it before the draft, but the best thing is you can then buy it on the draft, post-draft. You can go through and see the players your team has grabbed. You can say, oh, we've grabbed, you know, Jack Jones, corner, Arizona State, and you're, say, a Tennessee fan, and you're like, wow. This guy, he's small, but he's got a high motor and he's really athletic and he's really good when it comes to attacking the catch point. And and we've broke it down to make it super, super easy for people who who maybe not necessarily have the football knowledge that me and you have, Jeff. So we'll have the school, we'll have a, the grade we put, what round we think they should be taken. Then we'll have a grade out of 100, which, you know, I'm not big on grades, you know that, but it right. is what it is. Then You're we'll a big have, PFF fan too. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, then we'll have height, weight, and then we'll have a strength column, a weaknesses column, and then a summary. Uh, and then we'll have like pro day times and stuff like that. We'll also point out what we noticed their best game on tape was or what their worst game on tape was. So there's going to be all these things that will just help you get to know a player better. And within, you know, a page will take two, three minutes to read. And within that two, three minutes of reading, you know, you know who's going to be good, who's going to be good. And I'm seeing in the chat now, Crown Apple's just put a comment. What do you think of Booth out of Clemson? He is phenomenal. Just, just I like him. an absolutely phenomenal player. And obviously Stingley and Sauce right you know, there with him. You, you, but... you, know who I, you know who I want right here? Right, Kobe. Hey, if we could get Kobe in the second round, that would uh, yeah, be yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying Kobe at 31. I mean, if we can, if we get Booth at 31, fine. I'll take Kobe at, at, at in the second round. Because I'm like, look, my my point is they need they're going to take the best player available throughout this draft, and uh, the defense line and 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 the cornerbacks are the two positions I think they need to throw as much at it as they can. And you, we say that now because they fix the offense line, but that's that's where I I think, and I, and then also I want to throw out their safety too because you got Bell coming up, and who knows what they're going to do with Jesse Bates. So I think safety is another one they could try and draft too. And obviously, we're looking at tight end now from a very reliable source of mine, Raj, at, uh, at the underscore Garch on Twitter. 
Um, he He's saying Jake Ferguson is the tight end to look out for. He said he's mm. the best tight end in the class, but tight ends, they don't always go that high. The a guy, um, a lot of people's mouths are Jelani Woods. Big issue with him is his hands. He bobbles right. balls all over the shop, and we don't need that because that's what CJ Uzama was good at. He was that reliable safety blanket for Joe Burrow. Now, when we talk about LSU guys, there is the possibility of Stingley falling. I don't think he will because he's just he's not gonna, dude. He's not falling to thirty one, dude. But, if he falls to thirty one, I'll I'll shave my freaking head. I, I'll be I'll be I'll I'll be ecstatic that we get. You know how 31. you know how sometimes injuries people get weird about it. Um, but the fall of thirty one, like he was number one cornerback. I cannot see him dropping that far. I just I just don't. Uh, a couple other guys I think we should spring for. Neil Farrell out of LSU. I'm going to talk about two LSU guys here. Neil Farrell out of LSU, fantastic defensive tackle. Right. Absolute. Actually, I'm going to speak about three LSU guys. Absolute monster, Neil Farrell. I think we could spring for him in the third. He would replace Larry Joby and then some. And then we've got Damone Clark, who is going to miss his rookie season. He's had to have back surgery, but the, the, the prognosis is he's going to come back to full health. I think we could probably mm-hmm. get him in the sixth, if we are fine spending draft capital on a guy who's not going to play his first year. I mean, we've had that with some other guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then another one is Ali Gay. He is a game wrecker. Now, uh, I have a question. Get, get back to the guy who, who you said won't play uh, this year. Is the there a chance part, that, he, yeah. that he could go undrafted and they could pick him up that way? Yeah, I, I only say draft him because he's a good guy and I want to see him make some money. I don't right. want to see him have to sit. But if, he's not, but, excuse me, but if he's not going to play this year, I, I there might be a chance he he goes undrafted and they sign him sign him that way. Yeah, I I'm just either way I'm loud, happy man. with e- yeah. either way I'm happy with. I just right. as as somebody like me, I feel like injuries are very unfortunate. We see it with uh, that Michigan kid, very unfortunate. Oh, he dude. had an Achilles injury at could, pro could day. You be- well, could you believe the video? The the coach or whoever was just walked. The guy by just walked picked, off. Yeah, and picked the ball up and like. Like hello, the dude just screamed in pain. I'm like, so, like everybody just let him lay there. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah, two I mean, words I, I know for him. I know Scumbag it's maneuvers. Yeah, I mean, I know it's football, and I know you're like, oh, rub some dirt on it. But dude, there was something seriously wrong with that kid. <laughs> just go yeah, find it's, out. His fucking Achilles snapped. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 you know these, but also I don't know the context behind that. Whether he was just like, I don't want to touch him. Just, uh, just in case he fucks it up worse. But I agree uh, with you. The optics was terrible. It looked he walked really, there and picked the ball really up. bad. <laughs> like, hey, you, like, hey, you okay? <laughs> or, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Say something. You're <laughs> I don't know. Fuck you, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it was it was a horrible situation. And I, you know, he's another guy. I feel like his draft stock is definitely going to fall for that. But with Damone Clark, it's I think he's having a, a disc or a vertebrae fused. I just know it's an issue with his back that's going to take. Roughly eight to twelve months to heal. All right, so, so who's your third guy? Ali Gay. Okay. He game wrecker again, once again. Plus, I think it would be cool if we could change Trent Taylor's number and have that number eleven coming off the edge on defense. Like if if you had Hendrickson on one side and then Farrell uh, and BJ in the middle, and then coming off the other edge, Ali Gay. There you go. Woo! Hey, yeah, they're excited. in trouble out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so I've, I've had a lot of people way. ask me on here about uh, about Elam from from Florida. What what's your what's your thoughts Dog on shit. him? Dog shit. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm, 
Now, I, I, I may be a little bit harsh, but I keep seeing his name thrown around as if he's some like top tier corner, and he's really, really not that good. Now, I'm going to bring up my notes on him because just not for nothing. I'm, I'm really good at scouting. Um, I don't think he's very good. I'll tell you the good things. Great straight line speed. Absolute burner. Good length. He's 6'2". He's got a massive wingspan. His athletic ability is top-notch. He has very good ball skills and a fairly astute, it's a big word for me, uh, football <laughs> IQ. He knows what he's doing when he's seen it there. Problems are, can't tackle. Very poor tackling form. His poor footwork actually works you know, footwork is very important for a DB. You know that, watching a yep. backpedal, things like that. His footwork hampers his athleticism. So he's not as fast as he could be because his footwork is fucking him up every single time. He seems to shy away from tackles as well. Uh, one thing I talk about, you know I talk about when we come to DBs, is how how good they are at tackling. That's what mm-hmm. separates top from the bottom. Well, and that's one thing, just to roll into the Bengals, that, that's what they've based a lot of their, their, their DBs and a lot of their, their players on it in, in drafting the last couple of years and free agency is being able to tackle. So, I mean, I know tackling is a huge, it, uh, uh, I, uh, I think, I think tackling gets, gets lost and, and, and uh, learn how to play football sometimes. Got and, it. and I'm, and I'm fine when someone's a willing tackler because the, the good, the good part about being a willing tackler is you are willing to learn how to tackle. He seems to shy away from tackles, just doesn't like the contact. He also lacks actual versatility. Like NFL teams need versatility. You are not bringing a corner in if he's a one-trick pony or he can only do one thing. That's not how this works. This isn't a quarterback. This isn't a wide receiver situation. Right. You need a guy who can do it all as a DB. Um, He also struggles to take effective angles when he's pursuing. He just, that's another part of his game. He's not got down yet. And then... Big problem when he is up against like a twitchier guy, like a guy like a Devontae Adams, who, mm-hmm. who's really mm-hmm. twitchy off the line. And, you know, I have my own problems with the way Devontae Adams comes off the line, the little jump and shit he does. I would very much advise young wide receivers to not try and copy that part of his game because he's right. one of the only people I can send. Put like off. A, oh, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like a spin move that, um, um, all oh, crud was he did defensive end for the Colts back in the day used to do, um, to come off the edge. Oh, what is his name? I cannot remember. He used to have a, a spin move, and he, he, he wouldn't recommend it for anybody to do it, but he but he could do it. I cannot think of his name right now. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I, a lot of guys do it. It's just, you know, I, I and and that's the problem with Elam. If he goes up against a guy like... Yes, Dwight Freeney. Thanks, Foxy. There you go. When he goes up against a guy that's going to be, you know, Devontae Adams isn't going to be every play, but... When he goes up a guy who's very fast and very twitchy, he gets lost. And another thing, double moves confuse the shit out of him. Mm. Every time he gets hit with a double move, it's like the first time he's ever seen a double move. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he, he gets lost. And I know, I, you know, people on Twitter, there's Bengals fans. Oh, but I, I've seen his PFF grade. PFF. <laughs> Fuck PFF. Watch some film, dog. I will teach. I look, I'm a nice guy. I will teach people how to watch film if they ask me. I will take time out of my day, hop in a Zoom call, and I'll show you what to evaluate. I promise you it's not that hard. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time, but it, it's not that hard once you get the hang of it. And yeah, I do not like Kaya Elam. I think probably a third or fourth round guy if I have to go by my own estimations. 
people love him. And I think it's just because he's out of Florida personally, but I don't think he's very good. And I don't think he's going to be very good in the NFL. And whatever team takes him, he's going to be like, oh, shit, we just burnt a first-round pick on a fucking special teamer. All right, so I got two more for you for the Bearcats. Uh, Jerome Ford, running back, and Alex Pierce. I, I think Pierce is going to ball out. I, I, if he gets in the right situation, I could see him being – being being. Well, look, uh, at, he, look at what he did in the Alabama game. He uh-huh. was burning – like he was leaving Alabama DBs on skates mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Just there was too much pressure. Desmond couldn't get it to him. He is an exceptional receiver. And like I said, I don't like doing player comps, but he's basically Jordy Nelson. The exact yeah, that, same that's, height. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a very similar weight. Yeah. The fact that he's 6'3 is huge because he can bully and, people. And he's fast too, dude. He is and, and I think he 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 did the longest uh, long jump I think in the combine. I, I think I think he set the set the record or is the longest one for the combine this year. I'm pretty sure. I would honestly not be opposed to him putting on 20 pounds, pounds and playing the uh, tight end. I now, see, somebody said that yesterday on my show and I'm like, I can't see that. I don't think he's big enough. He he's six foot three. He's just got yeah, to put but on tight some muscle. Are six 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 though. Six five, six three. I mean, six three. That's my size. I mean, what you're saying? You're saying I could have been an NFL tight end. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like seriously, six three is big enough. He's, you know, most tight ends are around six three to six six. I yeah. think six six is sort of like the top end of well, the scale. Well, put if you put that weight Bronx on, the, only six four. The other thing too is, is 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 the key. The other key to being a tight end is blocking. Like, how good would Alex Pierce be as a, a blocker if you put him at tight end? You got Frank you know? Pollock, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we do. We do. We <laughs> hey. just just hey, just take him out to Jeff Ruby's three <laughs> nights of the week. Hey, Steak, well, veg. Get him lifting the weights. I'll take him. He can come to my house. We can box. We can get the weights going. Uh, no, dude, you live like five minutes from me. No, he's coming. Coming to both our houses. <laughs> you got Alex Pierce there. We're eating steaks, dude. I, I mean, I'm in on this thing. <laughs> you ain't but getting yeah. all this. <laughs> but yeah, he, he he is this huge guy. He could potentially put on twenty pounds and play tight end. I think you still, he's you still think he'll be a receiver. Fa- you still think he'll be that fast with 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 the, with the weight lose on? A, lose a tiny bit of speed, but in yeah. terms of tight ends, he'll still be up there. In, in, in like fastest tight ends and stuff. I mean, he's not going to be a, a Travis Kelsey, but he could do no. into that. But he's a very good receiver. Um, right. So probably nobody's going to make him switch. Right. He's better than Nikhil Harry already. And, and, and you know, that Nikhil Harry is a first round pick. So I, I like him. And then Jerome Ford as well. Insane running back. I think we should take him if he falls a bit later, just because, look, I like Samar J.P. Right. I do. I think he's a great guy. He's been in the league a good few years. But come on, dog. You can't be dropping screen passes in in, in certain games. So like you're telling me did. Jerome Ford is going to be the next Bengals running back? He's going to be the next Bengals backup running back, yeah. Jerome Ford is? You're calling it right now? I fucking hope so. If not, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to, have to give Mr. Brown a call and say, Oi, what are you hey, doing, blood? Wake up. What, what, are you, what are you looking at? He's right in the backyard. Dude, that'd yeah, be cool. um, like, like I would love to get both of them, but I mean, we're not. I know we're not going to get Alex Pierce because I think. Well, I take that back. I, I, I do take that back. I, I do think the Bengals are going to address the wide receiver because they, they do need a, a good fourth one who can who can return punts. Now, Alex Pierce, I think he could return punts. He didn't, as far as I can remember. I don't think I don't think he did that in his college career. He's but I think big. he's too big to return punts. I yeah. just I, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting a six three punt returner out there. Right, so that's where I'm thinking the Bengals are probably going. <clears throat> excuse me, probably going to draft a wide receiver, probably in I would say the fourth, 
fifth round that that's that's a slot guy and can and can be and can uh, return punts for us too as well because they're going to have to get somebody because they're not going to uh, resign uh, Auten Tate. Yeah, Tate's gone. I think probably Trent and Irwin probably not going to be around too much. No, longer. they they resigned him already. Oh, they did. Yeah, and oh, I forget his fucking name. Seventeen. Oh, uh, Stanley Morgan. What's, is he? Is he they resigned him too? Yep. Okay, good. Trent Taylor. They, they, uh, I yeah, Trent Taylor was like one of the first ones they, they signed. Because if they re-sign Trent Taylor, then we're sorted for returns. Like we just are. But well, who's the kickoff return then? Because Trent Taylor's doing the punts. We, we, kickoff we had we had we had uh, Chris Evans at the end of the year. Stanley Morgan and Trent and Owen, surely. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, because Stanley Morgan got hurt. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Never. Mind. Yeah, we'll have those. We'll have those two. Uh, yeah, but but think... I still think I still think they're going to draft. They're going to draft a. Uh, they're still going to draft a wide receiver, I think. I, I still think how long's Boyd got left on his contract? Uh, two years. Because I love Boyd. Guessing, but we're not going to be able to pay Boyd, Chase, and oh Pete. no, no. And they're they're uh, all going to want wide receiver one money. Yeah, so maybe yeah. get a guy like Pierce, get him in the system, right? Right. Get That's him reps yeah. over the first couple of years as he's improving, and then if, exactly. if you let Tate go, we can maybe. This, I mean, this is one thing. This is one thing I, I said yesterday. I mean, Blake Jewell said this on the show yesterday. Is I I think I think uh, this is TB. I love TB. I, I love him to death. I don't want him to go. But when, when you have a talented team, you're not going to keep everybody. It's just just a fact. I think this is TB's last contract. I think this is Joe Mixon's last contract. I think those guys will will move on. Well, at move least Joe on Mixon's got like four or five years left. Yeah, exactly. And, and, I, and that's where I think this draft is the time for the Bengals to. Prepare for the future, you know, draft. I think it's going to be draft heavy on the defensive side because they're not going to be able to afford to keep everybody because they got to pay. We want to keep Joe Burrow. We want to keep T Higgins. We want to keep Jamar. We want to keep those three. We at least want to keep Jackpot, Joey Burrow, and and Chase. I want to keep T too, but, you know, if you got to pick one or the other, it's probably going to be Jamar. And then the other thing is I'm kind of getting to the point, and I love Jesse Bates, and I want them to sign him. But I think his agent is screwing him. I, I really do because his agent is. I think his agent, agent was like, "Hey, play for more money," and yeah. he didn't turn up until the postseason. Right. Well, his agent is the same one who who just got all that guaranteed money for Deshaun Watson. You know, so he's like, "Oh, look at me! Look what I can do!" But you know, but the Brown—I don't care. The Brown family is not going to give Jesse Bates number one safety money. They're not going to. And and I've said this before. I said, and, and you just said it earlier. Jesse Bates did not perform like that. Until the playoffs, which was awesome when he played in the playoffs. And I again, Jesse Bates, if you're watching this show, I love you. I want you to stay a Bengal. But I just don't think you're going to get that money. And the thing is, the Bengals can tag the tagging this year, they tagging next year. I mean, it's going to get a point to like, Jesse, you might as well just take them. And you're, I think the Bengals are want to pay him about what he, the tag is. I don't think it's too much too far off of that. But I think his agent is just like, oh, I can get, I can get all my guys all the big money. Well, you never met the Brown family, and they're pretty smart with their money. And I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I also, I, this is a hot take I put out on Twitter. Sorry, this isn't related to Jesse Bates, and it's, I don't think it's a hot take. So Joe Mixon finished what third in rushing yards this last season? I think so. With a dog shit offensive line. <laughs> now, imagine what he's going to do now with Kappa oh, and Carl all like and Donkey Kong. <laughs> Are you mental? Are you? Bro, what? He's going to be like Jonathan Taylor out there. Mm-hmm. He's going to tear it. I don't think people... This is the thing. People are like, oh, yeah, we've got this offensive line to protect Joe. 
Why am I not hearing Mixon's gonna go fucking spastic on everyone? I, I've been saying it. I, I like I've been saying a lot about Jerry too, but I'm like, dude, Joe Mixon has got to be just drooling, man, because he can actually run to the right. He can actually run up the middle. I don't know, Kieran. He can actually run through a hole and make his first cut beyond the line of scrimmage. What an amazing concept! <laughs> he's gonna, we, and he's never been able to do that. I'm not at one point he's just anyway. going to get on Leo Collins's back and ride him into the end zone. I'm pretty convinced <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen. Like, come on, bodyguard, let's go! Remember, yeah, remember, you remember, remember Joe's first touchdown as a Bengal, where he basically just pushed a lineman in front of him to take a block. It's going to be yeah. that with Leo yeah. Collins every yeah. single play. Oh, yeah. well, actually, the funny I'm thing so you, know, you, know, you know who that lineman was? I'm 99 percent sure it was Bobby Hart. <laughs> <laughs> is he, is the he, best block of his life and it was done by it was Joe either Burrow. Bobby Hart or or it was Trey Hopkins but for sure it was uh, Bobby Hart oh what do you think about um that uh oh shit Tyler Linderbaum the center okay that that's one that I like I was all for him which I'm still I'm not saying I'm against him I don't think um, he falls but I, that, well, I don't know. He's got the short arms and you got the, we got the short arms he might yeah but if he but, if he's but Lloyd there Cushenberry, was center for the Denver Broncos. He's yeah. got some of the longest arms a center has ever had, and he's dog shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. If 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 he's there, I'm taking him, and I'm I'm either and I might be moving Ted Karras over to over to left guard. I mean, you will have to see how it goes. But if he's there, I'm taking him, dude. I mean, that, that that's the cool thing though. Is like we, like I said, they take the best player available here. Let's get there with Jimmy. Jimmy says uh, with all the free agent acquisitions. Do you think the Bengals will still draft O line? We just talked about it, or do they do something else with the first? I, I think they're going to they're they're going to have a list of best player available. You know, they they don't they don't have to reach for anybody. They don't have to go. Oh, we might get this guy. We need we we need this. Yeah, they need a DB, but they can get a, a good DB in a second round too. You know, so that's what I think they're going to do. So whatever the best player is on their list at thirty one. They're going to draft them. And then if somebody gives them a really good trade opportunity to trade back and get more picks, I, I dude, I think they're going to trade back to be honest. I, I really think that's, that's yeah. the, the bigger play. Shout, shouts to my boy, Jimmy as well. He just had a bunch of pins and stuff taken out of his leg. So he's just been out of hospital yesterday. So shout, shouts to Jimmy. There you go, Jimmy. Um, interesting comment there from Jeremy Nolan as well. Cornerback or defensive back at 31 cornerbacks are defensive backs. Just, you know, they're the same thing. Um, but no, but that's just the whole secondary. Um, I think we should, depend on how the rest of free agency pans out, because there's still a couple of guys out there. There's still some depth we can go at. I think what we do at 31 is very, 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 like the whole position we go after is very, very reliant on who gets drafted before. Yeah. If Tyler Linderbaum's there, we go for it. But mm-hmm. it, if, if, some, if somehow a really good corner falls... Gotta right. go for it. Right. That, that that and that's what's so awesome about what the Bengals did. They they've put themselves in a position to draft to draft the best player available in every single round. And one I, I did an article I sent you on, on this about, about uh Matt Ariza, the punter for from uh, San Diego State. People and love him. I, he's a beast. I, yeah, he's a beast and he's a legit punter. And and I know we got Drew or Christensen, and I'm not saying anything against him. At all. I know people are like, well, we got Drew Christian. And that's anything against Kevin Huber. But this dude is freaking unbelievable. I, if you watch his tape, I mean, Kieran, he's got his back feet. Bro, he hit the, sticks people too. 
Yes, he's got his foot on the end zone and he's kicking it to the damn 10-yard line the other other side. And then he's down there and he's the first one down there drilling the guy. <laughs> I'm like, not that I want my punter going out there hitting all the time because it's the NFL and I think he'll get injured. I want him out there punting, but I'm just like, that's a huge weapon. And nothing against Drew Christian. I think Drew Christian's got a got a big leg too. But this kid, this kid is unbelievable. I, I if I'm we like, sign him as well, and this is probably an unforeseen consequence that not a lot of people are going to talk about. He'll be on Pat McAfee probably every fucking week because we know <laughs> Pat loves punters. We know yep. Pat loves special yep. teamers yep. Yep. for the brand. We all love Pat McAfee to an extent, but him for the brand out there. Yeah, on, on Pat McAfee Pat saying, Pat "Hey, McAfee the Bengals." Here, okay? This 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 sports star ass YouTube show. I'm trying to be Pat McAfee. Okay, I'm trying to be, be Pat McAfee with a better haircut and a better taste in <laughs> sleeveless shirts, but it, it, with, it, with the pot leaves on it. And these are palm trees, man. <laughs> Everybody keeps asking if it's pot, uh, if you got pot leaves. He's in Florida. Now, Mr. Decepticon made a very, very good point because this guy I finished doing my thing for today. And I need him to put in chat just to confirm if this is right. Is he talking about Tariq Castro-Fields? Oh, it's a safety. Oh, I thought he meant corner. No, Tariq Castro-Fields is a corner at Penn State who is he's intriguing. He needs work. Um, I don't know who the safety is out of Penn State, unfortunately. I've been doing just corners and quarterbacks, and I know my way around everyone else, but I'm an expert on the other guys. So, all right, so let's get about the cra- the crowns here. You said the DB from uh, Baylor, which I, I think it means P- uh, Pierre, Pierre. I think that's his name. How you say it? Yeah, also a guy. Shit, I forgot about. We should talk about this. Stephen Gilmore. I don't know if you know that name. But uh, it's it Stephon sound- Gilmore's brother. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I know who Marshall. he is. He's yeah. out of Marshall. He's mm-hmm. a great athlete, great tackler, great pursuit, solid hands, sticky hands as well. I'll say it seems that he's like he's got stick them on sometimes, and his click and gloves ability is, is is fantastic. My my biggest problem is with him is that he's 175 pounds and five foot eleven. But damn, if we could get him in like a third or fourth round, there woo! you go. And then we got Gilmore out there too. We can tell yeah. all these people talking about the trade rumors to shut up. Yeah, I would love to. Get, I'd love to get his brother stuff on. Uh, so uh, Br- Brisker, I guess that's, that's the guy's name he's talking about. Like I said, I'm not too familiar with safeties yeah, this year. I, I am. I honestly don't know who he is. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm all in on. Look, if it's corners and quarterbacks, ask me a question. I got you. But but till, till then, uh, I'm, I'm slightly yeah. out. All right. So then I heard this on. Uh, the Dan Patrick show earlier. Today. That's fake news. Well, it doesn't make any damn sense. Why no, in the hell doesn't. would he go to Miami when he's, he says he's going back to Tampa Bay and for, for everybody on the podcast, the rumor is Tom Brady's trying to get a trade to Miami, which I don't think that make any sense. Yeah, JPA because, football came out and was like, no, it's not true. Well, I think it's one of those things that circulates. If you logically think about it, he just getting everybody back. A Jensen stayed there because of him. Fournette just go what back because of him. I was like, so he's like, yeah, we're going to run it back, we're run it back, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, no, guys, deuces, I'm going to Miami. I I, I saw the same story Foxy did, though, because yeah. I, I saw it floating around. It's one of them stories, but then JPA and a couple other guys come out, it's like, it's not true. And then I was like, fucking slow news day. Must be, surely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, after last week? Holy, like, like I, I got to tell you, because that was, you know, I was on vacation last week, and you everything was happening Florida. with the Bengals. Yeah, everything's happening with the Bengals and everything. I'm like, man, it would have been a, a great week to be able to do my podcast when I was on vacation. So this week, first, you know, three days, I'm like, oh, this is be awesome. Blah, blah. The last two is kind of like, man, there ain't crap to talk about. 
It's like it's it's kind of hard to do a podcast about the Bengals and Bearcats every day when there's no whole to talk about. Foxy also makes another great point. NFC is a cakewalk right now. Oh, dude, I've said this. What, what team is a cont- contender besides the Rams? Like, it, honestly, truthfully, well, the Buccaneers, but that, but that's that's it. I mean, even then, they didn't. They got bounced, right? But I mean, that, that's in the playoffs that's last year. Well, Kieran, I said this. I said the AFC is varsity. I said the NFC is JV. I said, and it was like that before. I think because we already had we already had all the quarterbacks to begin with. Now we got we got the rest of them basically. Also, I mean, the AFC West. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Over the course of like three days, mm-hmm. that division's got. I know there was guys already there, but like Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Khalil Mack, JC. J- I was like, what the fuck is. <laughs> right. And Lee, Lee, you know Lee's a childish fan. Lee was yeah. buzzing. Oh, I bet he was. Mack and JC Jackson. I know. I was like, holy God crap. Damn, I'm like, dude. Well, what, but the, the funny thing is, like, all, all these other fan bases are, are coming at, at us and saying, oh, it's on now. I'm like, yeah, but. As long as the Bengals stay healthy, they went to the Super Bowl last year with the AFC. It was tough last year with a shitty offensive line. We got a really good offensive line right now. Why are people really counting us out? Ten offensive line. That's what I don't get. Our team has only improved, and people are like, uh, right? It's not very good, bro. We made the fucking <laughs> Super Bowl last year. We got Bell. Are you I dumb? Know. Yeah, exactly. I'm just oh, kind of. I, I don't. And like I said, it, to me, it, it all comes out. We have to stay healthy. And the Bengals were, were really healthy last year, and that helped out a lot. The chance of them be, being that healthy back-to-back years is not very good. That's why I'm like, we got to go heavy in the draft on defense and, depth, and, and to, depth, to get in depth. depth. Yeah, to get that. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, let's see here, Foxy. Uh, oh, there you go. Crown real quick. I put that up there. <laughs> Shows rated R. All right, uh, Foxy, Arizona is a choke artist, and maybe the 49ers might have a shot in the NFC. Huh? Arizona has such a strong team, like on paper, and such great players and elite athletes who can do literally whatever they want. But because of Cliff Kingsbury, he's holding them back. He got that job Kyle off a five-win season in the Big Twelve. Are you right. mental? Well, I don't even think I don't think Kyler Murray is that mentally uh, uh, strong. I'll, I'll put it that way. Because when stuff goes sideways. He goes sideways with it. He he he's not the one that that steadies the ship. Because if you watch that playoff game against the Rams, he was awful, dude. Yeah, he struggles. I he, I mean that that just that that safety he got out of the end zone was ridiculous. I'm going, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're an NFL quarterback. This is the playoffs, man. You can't be doing that doing that stuff. All right, let's get to. I mean, good. It, yeah, it's just. Cliff Kingsbury is going to continue to hold that team back again and again and again and again and again. But he looks good, though. He's he's very pretty. I mean, so am I, but I'm not an NFL head coach. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's very stylish and everything. He's a cool-looking coach. I mean, doesn't, doesn't that count for something? I'm totally kidding here. Uh, all right. Um, uh, let's see here. Also, uh, also, later in the draft, I think they should draft a linebacker like either Beavers from Cincinnati or Overshaw from Texas. I don't, I'm not, we don't, linebackers, I think we're good to be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll always take depth, but that's not one that I would really foresee the, the Bengals really going after. I mean, they might, but I don't know. I think the linebackers are actually pretty, pretty, pretty solid there right now. What do you think? 
Yeah, like I said, when I point out guys like Ali Gay and stuff, that's literally just a depth thing. And Ali Gay, although he's a linebacker, he's he's mainly off the edge. He can cover, but like he he is mainly a predominantly an edge guy. I think we're good. Did we re-sign Jermaine Pratt? Obviously, we've got Logan yeah. Wilson still. Jermaine Pratt was absolutely fantastic. Well, Jermaine last Pratt, year. They, they might they might extend him. I think he was honestly a bit of a surprise last year. I didn't expect. Oh, him he, to do oh much. yeah, he he did a huge job. Well, I mean, the and linebackers then, in general, and I think Akeem Davis Gaither. What he did think, in the Raiders game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Akeem Davis Gaither, I think, is going to make a bigger jump too because he started to, but then he got injured. So, and then you still got Marcus Bailey, who who was good too. So, I, I really think the, the linebacker room won from a weakness a couple of years ago to actual strength of, of this team. So, yeah, if there's a good linebacker there, like I said, they're, they're there to to draft the, draft the best players available. I'm not saying they won't, but that's not one of their needs that I, that I foresee. Anyway. Yeah, I think realistically the biggest need is, you know, Ted Karras is an okay center. Like, he's way better than what we had. Um, but if we could get, like, an elite center in the draft and then, mm-hmm. like, a good corner, mm-hmm. I think we're good. It's not like we have holes to fill. So, we just well, have this, yeah. this, is what, this is what I want. I want Lion Ball at, at 31, and I want Kobe in the second round. Yeah. And we're good. Then we're going to Super Bowl again. Woo! <laughs> Trade away the rest of the picks. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like that. I think very much we don't really, like I said, we don't really have holes. We just have places we can add a little bit more depth, which I think we're set, honestly, to yeah. be honest. Like, we, we, we're going to take a couple guys, but I'm, I'm very – the draft's only going to be disappointing if we, like, completely fuck it up. There's like a lot of picks we could take at every single pick. As long as we don't do like a Raiders style draft, we'll be fine. They don't have to reach for anybody. So we don't have to try to reach it. We don't have to like, like the cornerback. Like I said, we don't need that. That to me, that's the biggest, biggest hole we have to try to fix. And and, and if we come back with Eli Apple. Okay, fine. If that's what it worked, Uh, it's not ideal. I'm not saying I, I, I want them to do that, but we can get, I think we can get a cornerback. We don't need a shut down. Number one corner, the way Lou runs the defense. We just need an adequate guy there who's consistent. And if Eli Apple can can, can bro, we made a better, Super Bowl with Eli Apple, right? And, but if Eli Apple can get better and get consistent, that's Eli's biggest problem is he's not consistent. He'll make a great play and then he'll make a bonehead play. You know, if yeah, he he's consistent, he would be a solid two cornerback. He would be. He so, fucked I mean, us on a lot of plays. Yeah, I, he, I, he, like, then he makes a great play. Get too, me wrong. He came yeah. up big. He came right. up huge on some plays. But there was other ways where he completely fucked us the other way, and it basically erased all of his good plays because he messed up at points too. So he was essentially just a non-factor in most games because, yeah, he might get you a pick, but he's also going to get burnt for like an 80-yard touchdown at some point. Right, right, exactly. So, like I said, I would like them to to, to get Lionbog, and I'd like them to get a corner. Lionbog and Kobe Bryant, and, dude, the, the, the draft would be a home run in my, in my book. Anyway, Kieran, we've been on for about an hour. All right, tell everybody again about the draft guide coming out, when it's coming, where they can get it, and all that stuff. Round April 10th, full10yards.com forward slash shop. Uh, We're not doing physical copies this year, unfortunately, but we're going to get, you know, we're going to have these downloadable copies. Head over to the website. If you want me to sign your hard drive that you keep it on, I'll come do that for you. I'm a nice guy. If not, just catch me on the show again soon with um, Jeff. Exactly. He's gonna be on it. We're, we're we're gonna do this again. Like I said, I might do. I keep talking about this. I might do a draft a draft show that night. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty sure everyone in the chat would love that. <laughs> we'll find out. All right, Karen. Take it easy, brother. Who day? Take it easy, bro. Who day, bro?
All right, guys. I said, go check out the full 10 yards podcast. Go check them out. Uh, their draft guide. It will be coming out April 10th. You guys can download it. And uh, they've been working really hard at trying to get this thing put together. So please go check that out and go check out their podcast and all their other platforms that they have. They do a really good job over there. All right, let's get to the uh, Facebook groups that let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, the Ice Bar, and they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol. TikTok is at Iceman90. All of them are under Sports with Strawberry Ice. You can just Google it, and you can find all of them. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight, putting on the podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Download it. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors about it. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors about Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube. I am at 1,537 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, you know it. I appreciate every single one of you guys trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by the time the football season rolls around. That would be awesome. That would be ecstatic. Please help me do that. You guys rock. All right. Got a great guest list list of guests next week. All Bengals, all Bearcats, all the time on my channel, Sports Strawberry Eyes. I might talk some baseball. I don't know. We'll see if the Reds do anything. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! <laughs>